Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On April 2nd, 2019, I had a conversation with Larry Fedorik of radio station CKTB, where we discuss an innovation of the Arion Company, which is launching a service that allows aircraft to be tracked more precisely over the North Atlantic. In addition, we talked about some of the ongoing issues with the aftermath of the crash of a 737 MAX in Ethiopia. Larry Fedorik on the Voice of Niagara, News Talk 610 CKTB. The planet now has a real-time global air traffic surveillance system. It's called Arion, A-I-R-E-O-N. NAV Canada is one of the partners in this. It is a historic milestone for the aviation industry, says the industry. And I'm looking at this going, yeah, it's pretty cool. Our guest is from airsafe.com, Dr. Todd Curtis, aviation expert, joining us. Hello, Dr. Curtis. Well, good afternoon, Larry. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I find this an amazing story. Is it that big a deal? Is it aviation history? Well, I wouldn't go as far to say uh, aviation history. I will say it's a significant technological advancement that will make flying, especially over the oceans, safer than it has been in the past. In what way? Well, to make a long story short... Aircraft can be seen by radar, but radar, with almost uh, 100% uh, uh, true, all the radars that track aircraft are land-based. So when you're going over large stretches of ocean or over parts of the Earth that have very little radar coverage, the aircraft are blind to air traffic control. They rely on communications, let's say radio position reports from the airplanes, to get their position. This has satellites in space. Well, the satellites are indirectly doing that for them. Uh, There is a satellite system called Iridium, which has been up since the 1990s, which was there originally for telephone and other Internet communications around the globe. One of the other services that are now possible with the Iridium satellite is to receive particular kinds of signals that are broadcast by most aircraft. That's the uh, automatic dependent surveillance uh, broadcast system you were mentioning earlier. Uh, they take these signals, they relay them down to the ground, and air traffic control authorities, on a second-by-second basis, will be able to get the position, altitude, airspeed of any aircraft that's equipped. And this will be any air traffic controller, whether you're in Canada or Scotland or Thailand, anybody can be on this system or will be on this system? Well, any aircraft that has the system will broadcast it. And it can be received for free on the ground-based receivers of the ADS, uh, what's called the ADS-B system. Uh, But the space-based part of the system, that's going to be a subscription service. And Nav Canada is not only a subscriber, they're one of the investors in the whole project. And they're doing this so that they can have more efficient spacing of aircraft over the North Atlantic. Now, that's key. Tell me about spacing of aircraft, because I just learned about this today, uh, what this means and how it saves money. Well, for generations, since uh, really since there's been large-scale air travel between North America and and Europe, over the oceans, there there hasn't been any radar coverage. So what air traffic controllers agreed to do, and this is by longstanding international agreement, they have wide amounts of space between aircraft, either vertically or horizontally. And they time the entry and exit of aircraft from the system. So this procedure, coupled with occasional radio reports from the aircraft, has been very effective at separating aircraft. 
but it also leads to less efficient routing. And two of the things that this new system will do, you'll have better routings, which means they save time, they save money, and there's less of a carbon footprint. And over several years, several hundred thousands of aircraft flying between North America and Europe, that can lead to a very significant reduction in the kind of carbon emissions that have created the kind of problems that we all know about. What about across the Pacific? Same deal? Eventually, it can be across the Pacific. This system, once it's implemented, once it's proven to be something that's reliable, can be adapted around the world. Now, at present, the various aviation authorities around the world are taking a somewhat careful approach toward this. NAV Canada, of course, is one of the leading organizations using this in the North Atlantic. And over time, I see that once this technology has been proven, it can be used literally anywhere around the world. Okay, so this system is out, and I understand a lot of the hardware just went up fairly recently in the last few weeks or months. Well, some of the space-based hardware, yes. Uh, the Iridium system has been, like I was saying before, up since the 1990s. There is a more modern version of the Iridium system that was recently launched by a series of SpaceX rockets. Those are now in orbit and are now uh, in operation. And those newer systems have the kind of receivers that can take the aircraft information and relay it back to the ground. Uh, but the aircraft has to have a, um, a, a beacon or a transponder or something on it, is that correct? That's correct. A transponder that you mentioned is something that's been around for, for generations. That's something that sends out a signal when it senses a uh, radar signal from a radar set on the ground. The ADSB uh, broadcast system automatically sends out a signal, doesn't have to rely on receiving any kind of signal from the ground. So right now, you have two separate kinds of systems on aircraft, transponders and ADSB. And over the next year or so, uh, North America and European civil aviation authorities are going to require that most airliners, if not all airliners, have the ADSB equipment. So it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. The receivers are in space. They can broadcast the signals if they're being sent out. The equipment isn't yet universal in airliners, but one day it probably will be. And uh, should that happen, and should any interested airline become a subscriber to the service, they'll have absolutely much better tracking of aircraft over the oceans than they've ever had before in the history of aviation. If everything was in place and it was working, would something like MH370 ever happen again, or would you be able to track it right down to its final moment? Well, so long as the system were in operation, uh, something like MH370 could still happen. But what would happen is if you had that kind of ADSB system broadcasting, they would have an up-to-the-second location of where the aircraft was. And although it may not have prevented the tragedy, it would have made it much easier to find the aircraft at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Now, of course, uh, if there's a deliberate act on someone's part and they deliberately take that system offline, of course, you'll have a situation where the aircraft couldn't be tracked. But uh, in normal circumstances, this will be a great improvement for tracking lost aircraft. So when we're tracking aircraft, if, if you're military, you can still fly stealthily, right? You don't, you, you don't have to be part of the system. Uh, certainly. Uh, the civil aviation authorities of the world have a set of agreements when it comes to civil aviation operations. And in normal military operations, let's say military transport aircraft going across the Atlantic, they're using the exact same air traffic control procedures as civilian airliners. When you're talking about operational missions in a war zone, 
Well, that's when things are a little bit different. True. Okay. I, yeah, but I just want people to understand it's not like a car on a highway where you point a radar gun and it can trap anybody. There has to be a corresponding transponder item that's beaming on a plane. That's absolutely correct. It's basically calling out its position at, at all times. And it also relies, I might add, on the GPS system, which again has been around since the, uh, gosh, since the 1970s or 1980s. That is, aircraft have a very precise knowledge of their location, position, and airspeed because of GPS. And they're using that system, broadcasting that data through the ADSB system that's being received and used by air traffic control authorities, in this case, uh, NAV Canada and others. It should make people feel better about flying, shouldn't it? I would think so, because this is one of those examples of an evolutionary change in technology, that if it's slowly and carefully rolled out, and that if the various aviation authorities around the world are in agreement as to how it should roll out, it leads to an improvement of the system, a more efficient system, a system with fewer risk, and a system where if you do have an unfortunate event occur, it's much more likely that the aircraft can be found. While I have you here, I have to ask you quickly. Boeing says, uh, and the FAA said, they need more time for the 737 MAX fixes. Um, is that just being overly cautious? Is that is that the right thing to do? Is it a bigger problem than we suspected? Not knowing the particulars of why they're asking for this, I will say this. This is an unusual kind of change in that it's software-based. In the past, when there have been system issues with aircraft, it's been issues with mechanics of the aircraft, with well-known uh, well, well systems that have been in operation for decades. This particular software that was on the 737 MAX had not been on previous issues, uh, previous versions of the 737. So in a sense, Boeing is learning new things because of the operational experience. Unfortunately, uh, experience that included two fatal crashes. And had the second crash not occurred, they might be uh, not as careful and not as deliberate in rolling out the new software. So on the surface, it seems like a prudent thing to do. And I would say that for anyone who's worried about the 737 MAX, it'll probably take more time than Boeing first anticipated. But I suspect that when this is all done, when the FAA, when Transport Canada, when the Civil Aviation Authority of the UK, three authorities who, who have said they need to approve the software changes, once they sign off on this, I think the flying public at rest assured that the risk have been either eliminated or well understood. Interesting. Always great insights, Dr. Todd Curtis. Thank you so much. Well, thanks again for having me. Dr. Todd Curtis, aviation expert from airsafe.com. What we've discovered, too, allegedly, is that the FAA in the States had a pretty cushy relationship with Boeing, and that's got to change, and that possibly Transport Canada just signed off on anything the FAA would have signed off on. So everybody's now taking their own stand and going to approve it on their own. And then, of course, thank you to Dr. Curtis for explaining the uh, Arion system, which went live today. For more information on airline safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.